This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajima Podcast, your only, only Korean American podcast hosted by yours truly, Peter Kim. Wow, that was a horrible intro. Why do I even bother trying to intro the show? Literally, people li- listen to the show saying, it sounds like I'm in the backseat with my <laughs> open on me, and they're bitching loudly about something. No, but and also- that's why you listen? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you don't want a show that's like clearly structured and nicely hosted? You want to listen to a bunch of fucking nasally gay Koreans in their... Pushing 40s, just bitching about things. I don't know what's wrong with your life, Two but thank you for joining us. I'm like off the mic bitching about stuff, and like I like wait. Yeah, I was like, yo, we should get on the mic because we're fucking screaming, and it's this is liquid gold. We were already started complaining. I was like, no, 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 we got to start recording. <laughs> Put it on tape. Get the get the complaining on tape. How will people know that you're upset? No. <laughs> No, I mean, I think it's always good to introduce. This is, you know, that's the only thing that I ever learned in one of our podcast like um, mm. sessions. Like, we know, remember, we like went to a bunch of like podcasting classes. <laughs> what? Yeah, remember, we went to a couple like workshops and stuff like that at the beginning of all this. <gasps> oh, yeah. What was that? There's like the who, thing with WBC. Who put that on? Oh, WBC. Yes. Holy shit. That was right when we started Ajima Show. Yes. We went to a podcast training at WBEZ Chicago, which is a public radio station in mm-hmm. Chicago, NPR affiliate. And we knew someone who worked there or something. I forgot why we went. Somehow was we Cher got, there? Maybe Cher did help. But she, she okay. wasn't there. It was just us. And I think it was only for, it was like specifically for like podcast hosts, podcast hosts, but also like BIPOC, like minority uh, i think everyone there was like oh either like a woman of color, of color or of queer yes yes yeah yes so like as yeah. i recall that was sort of the agenda but i remember they were always say you gotta like introduce yourself this is the semblance of professionalism right this is truly the the slivers of professionalism <laughs> that is barely hanging on by tattered threads it's welcome frayed. back to the Ajima Show. Yeah, welcome yes. to the Ajima Show. I, I'm your host. I'm your host, Unji Kim, and, <laughs> and I'm your host, Peter Kim. Thank you so much for coming back, <laughs> Unji Kim. What a um, what an interesting week it's been. First of all, happy yes. Kamala, happy Kamala Harris. Yes, I mean Asian half first Asian half Asian first Asian like we should say South Asian South Asian. But it's I mean, all, you know, it's all, I don't know. I mean, like, it's the same. First of all, I do want to point out that, like, we every time you see, like, Asians being talked about, it's like Koreans, Chinese, Filipino, da 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 and South Asians, which, yeah. like, encompasses all of India and Pakistan, mm-hmm. which is so many fucking people. <laughs> it's like a whole nother race, a whole nother. What is Asian? A race? That's not a race, no, is it? It's not a race. It's not, it's, not is- a, it's not a race. It's a marathon. And it's <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Cancel her right now. Cancel this podcast. I'm gonna hit stop. And I think I have other things to do. Honestly, I'll listen to someone else's podcast than sit here and listen to that type of joke. 
I just I don't I don't I don't know what came over me. I apologize. I, I'm your I'm your, your co host Unji Kim, and this is in the After My Show. <laughs> Wow. Um, no, it's it, it is it that is oftentimes disputed about like specific the word. Is it Asian? Asian? Is it not yeah. Middle Eastern? Is that Asian? Is it is that not? a race? What is, is it that as a, a race? race? Middle. It's just a fucking region, right? Continental right. I region. mean, like, how is this? Um, I would say that. I Can we a, claim Kamala Harris? Is that that's what I'm asking? Is yeah, is she I think, ours I think to claim? Cl- I think we can claim Kamala. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first at the Ajima show. Koreans will be claiming Kamala Harris as our own. Not Koreans, but Asians. What? What? Oh, Asians. 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 Yeah, okay. as like right, our right. south, southeast, and south South Asian, um, yeah. like you know, brothers and sisters. Like it's like it's very similar. I've never met an Indian yeah. person that I'm like, I don't get this. You know? <laughs> oh, it's completely the same thing. Yes, I, I mean, theirs is just older it. and. <laughs> Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> they have like, they have fun. Indians, Indian, like I've been watching, ugh, I've been watching a lot of like mythology YouTube videos and like. Are you um, being radicalized by the internet, Peter? Like, you I'm trying I- to be. Nothing sticking, hun. Really, <laughs> I am. I'm looking for something to believe in. I want something to really just explain the chaos of the universe, but nothing's sticking. I mean, every time um, you start like kind of look up into this and be like, uh, I've been so wa- I've been watching blank kind of YouTube videos lately. A lot of <laughs> blank kind of YouTube videos lately. I'm always like, okay, here we go. <laughs> There's definitely not a lot of facts substantiating that video. Well, you know what? Yeah, because I'm fucking sick of watching narrative shit on Netflix. I'm sick of watching ads on Hulu for old shows. Yeah. So I'm on YouTube. Like little clips of things I'd be interested in. You know what I'm interested in? Other cultures mythologies. Because I want to see how other cultures have tricked their people. You know what I mean? Like I want to know how much has of the tricking has been going on for how long well, and mean, what are the different types of Amways and Herbalifes they've been selling. <laughs> I'm interested in that. Multi-level marketing schemes. Yeah, MLMs. That are out there. That's MLMs. correct. What's going on? Actually, did you have cultural you MLMs? Cultural. I mean, with the Indian. I mean, have you ever the Upanishads are. I would say of all the religious texts, the most mm. honest. Most honest? Yes. What you mean by that? Like what's going to happen when you die? It's much more philosophical. And like the basic, mm. the central tenet of a lot of it is like, there are no answers here. And th- <laughs> <laughs> Like this is, there is nothingness at the that core. That is wild. I mean, that's surely, that's a lot. Well, of this, you know, like, there's something about- there about like the in the Hinduism slash yoga culture slash like spirituality and, and the Buddhism that was born out of Hinduism. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I learned that. I didn't realize Hinduism was kind of like a Jew, Ju- Judaism slash Christianity of, of that area where like things are kind of splintering out yeah. into like new ideas, Confucianism coming from Buddhism as well. You know, like... So anyway, uh, I'm watching a lot of these Indian mythology videos, and they have a wild and fun time oh, describing the their yes. origin. Yes. Yeah, the gods, the colors, the yeah. the holidays, the different like mythos of the gods, and then there's like and there's so many different gods that there are like multiple gods for different the same occasions. Right. Like there's like a war god, and then this is a war god, but also a party god. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different. Every, if you got a war, you got a party. You, you got a party, party afterwards, the spoils of war. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point. 
That's the whole point is to party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, truly. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the dark anyway. and the light, the duality of things. Like every yes. single, their um, cosmos is very mm. intricate. It is fa- multifaceted. And it also, Multi- and it also do- um, doesn't ascribe things inside of a binary. There's nothing mm. that is like strictly this or that. It's all along mm. the spectrum. You know, baby, yeah. it's like, oh, this is sort of this God, but also he does this thing because that's yeah. a part of this thing. There's no one God that does only this. Right. The monotheism thing is pretty new if yes. we really break it down. It's so like... It's, it's great. I mean, I love... Uh, that was like my thing when I was in college. Like, the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita was like my jam. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? I mean, just in terms Who of like... Who said that? <laughs> What are you talking about? That was your jam? Well, I mean, if we, we talked about this last time. We were reading like, Harry Potter. You're <laughs> reading the Book of Life? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, you know, when you're a kid, we talked about this. Like, when you're a seeker and you're into yeah. religion. Yes. To me. You're seeking everything. I'm seeking everything. But also, Hinduism specifically sort mm. of gets all, gets all of it. It picks up everything. It's like the philosophical yeah. shit with, like, nothingness and like the the emptiness of what stillness is where you Mm -hmm. find god um you know the the fact that to believe is to doubt you know these Mm -hmm. like sort of philosophical things plus monkey chasing like this sleigh uh made of like you know crazy horses you know (laughs) it's all the stuff and it's and and as a when you're a kid, the reason why I think the saints and God is so appealing is because mm-hmm. of the compelling narrative, right? This is this has to be top tier narrative. You're trying mm-hmm. to convince people, you know, this can't be Herbalife shit. This has to be Tony <laughs> Robbins shit, right? And they <laughs> yeah, need to yeah. hit you to the core, and you need to, people need to feel involved. That's why it's a compelling story. And so, yeah. if you think about it, like, you know, the I mean, I've never read the Quran, but I'd imagine it's uh, it's, uh, that is also a banger, I bet. Like, you know? I bet it fucking slaps the Quran. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's cooler than the Bible, honestly. Because yeah. <laughs> the Bible's been ripped and fucked, and it's been like torn in t- from different emperors to um, d- schisms of popes. Like, the idea of the papacy itself is what a scam like come on you know what i mean like one man to go through god come on what a fucking scam that is but that's why i love catholicism because that's why i love catholicism because there is no point at which people didn't know that shit was a scam you know that's the original you think no wait okay what do you mean like the, the people who are controlling it or the people who are exposed to it the people who are controlling it and the people who oh, are even, of course. and, and yes, the thing yes. is at a certain point, even the people have to understand, like I'm talking in the 18th, 19th century, the people that yeah. are going that no one, no one holds this as a holy thing. We've seen, you know, a car's, you don't, you flight, don't, oh, yeah, yeah. Flight. like you yeah. understand the Catholic church isn't shit, but you're still believing yeah. that's original MLM shit. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, you have to consolidate power and the, the idea of evangelizing is to saving other lives, saving people's souls. That is what a brilliant idea that is to be able to control a, a mass of people that is left vulnerable from either war or pillaging or a, a, a recent loss of power. Like, so 
we'll get back to Senator Kamala Harris, I swear. But <laughs> how this all fits in yeah. is because, you know, we're saying, can we claim her and all that? Because I'm proud. I'm proud that we finally have a VP. She's a woman. She's a woman of color. Is she perfect? No. No. Let's move on. <laughs> we don't need to talk about how imperfect she is. Why does she need to be perfect? Yeah. None of y'all fucking white men have been perfect. Yeah. None. And perfect. Not even fucking close. Look at the fucking pig that's in, in the over over office right now. I like, mean, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this fucking scoundrel. So fuck you and your purity testing and and, and moral challenge. Fuck you. Who cares? Yeah, she was a cop. Okay, yeah. so what? We literally. You and I just found out that we could defund cops. Fuck you. We yes. never knew before 2020 that we could defund yeah. the cops. And I mean, we as in the general we. So uh, get get the fuck out of I mean, here with the like tweets. Even that language was shocking. It was shocking. shocking. I didn't realize we were funding cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize where my fucking taxes were going. I had no clue. So don't talk about me. Don't tell me about this, about Kamala, how she's not. Yeah. All of a sudden you read something someone said and you're like, oh, yeah, Kamala. She was a cop. I mean, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm off of Twitter, basically. So I'm not really seeing oh, this type of like purity test, progressives dragging Kamala. It's also the media. Yeah. It's like the MSNBCs of the world. It's the fucking snoozes. Tucker Carlson won't say but her bitch, name she's, right. She's the one we called in every single time a congressional hearing needed to be. I mean, every time. Every time. And we leaned on her. Yes. You, she could be Anytime counted Anytime we on. needed a, like a, some kind of powerful motherfucker yes. to get his asshole ripped wide open. Yes. Guess who we called? Senator Kamala Harris. And she showed up with her pegs. She showed up with her baton. <laughs> and she did the work. She did the work. She, she did went the work. to work. And she didn't she think was it. elbows I mean, deep in your ass. Yes. By the time we adjourned for lunch. And then and that's who I need. The yes. clips are running all over MSNBC. She had people doing spin for her. She knew yes. she was going to fucking do that. And she did. There, it's kind of a thankless job. It, it is a big part of why people don't ooh, I like bet her. she gets off on it. I, I guess she I bet she gets but off on a, it. Come it's on. It's a huge you reason why it. she could not find mainstream success. Because there's so many people. Because she was too aggressive. She's too aggressive. Bitch, fuck that. What? That's such a horrible double standard. Like, yeah. I want my leader, <laughs> regardless of fucking gender, to be aggressive. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want a leader that's gonna sit there and be what impressioned by Putin. Ugh. No. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I mean, when when you were saying we can claim her. Yeah. What, what, what were you talking about with these like Indian mythology videos? Why are you watching these? <laughs> like, what's that? To what end? Where? How did you wind up here? You know what I well, mean? Well, it's not a wind up here. It's where I started. Like you, yeah. I'm a seeker. I've been looking for not answers. Right. I, I guess uh, I was in my earlier half of my life. In the latter half of my life, I'm looking for. Um, I'm just seeking knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And we see, I mean, I've been alive enough now, almost 40 years, where I've seen the world cycle. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've seen yes. the, the, rise the and fall thing of repeat. Things, yes. 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 The rise and fall. Yeah. Right. So, and what only we could have imagined historically, mm -hmm. 
pre-information age, pre-Google, you know, pre-internet, yeah. <clears throat> we would have only been able to research ourselves. We would have had to be scholarly. We would have had to be taking initiative to look something up in microfiche yeah. or, you know, yeah, like, you're like, you're like a, one of the, the three monks in your village that are allowed to read. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. You inside of the labyrinth in order yes. to find the books. Yeah, 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 yeah. like you're like you're shipwrecked and you come upon a cave and yeah. you find a, a, a dead sea scroll, <laughs> you know, like opening up the world, you, you, sure. the history yeah, before yeah. you. Yeah. And there's something to be said about, uh, I, I don't know, I've just been a history nerd since the beginning because I have this old soul mentality and I look, I, I, I look forward, but my soul stays behind. So there's kind of this rip. You know what I mean? Yes. And there's, I take solace in watching history videos or watching like mythology videos, like anthropological vid uh, videos, because I, I see, like what I was saying about China, like the rise and fall of China. I love watching how China became the Ming dynasty or the Song dynasty. You know what I mean? Peter, like, this is these literally the straightest thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> History is homophobic and it has been proven. <laughs> no, I mean, like, because history podcasts are so popular. My husband yeah. listens to a, a podcast called um, Civilizations. You would be into this. Yeah. It's literally talks I, about I the rise and fall of every single type of uh, civilization. And then he yeah, has another I podcast. This is what I watch on YouTube. Yes, and he watched another. Tell him to watch Crash Course on YouTube. He'll love that. So, I mean, but it's like, with, it's bullshit. He started it with this guy. He literally, in this like sonorous voice, is like, and uh, and then, you know, the Roman God had created a ledger where you, like, this coin was very popular. And then, like, and, and I'll hear him laughing. And I'm like, what are you fucking laughing about? It's like, this guy is very, he's very charismatic. He's making jokes. And I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> you're like, you don't give me one laugh. Give me a smile. I'm making jokes. But no, I, it, it, I, I understand. That's, and that's how you wound up at getting to the Indian mythology. Yes. Oh, yes. it's a bit, I, I would highly recommend. It is one of the most it's fascinating. Fun. I have yeah. to watch it again because I cannot. There was it was too dense for me to understand in one pass. Yeah, it's 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 also fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun to if you look at history or look at like religion and mythology and stuff like that. It gives it's like a time machine. It gives you a portal into those in power at that time. Yes, and how they created and proliferated through oral history. Through people who were given authority to tell stories or whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. in a round or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know, amphitheater. Like it gives you an idea into how and why people created these myths and what was the like, what was the intent? What's the purpose behind it? Because yeah. there's no there's no religion or a philosophy or, you know, you know like uh, social political type of tie-in to religion that's not power-based it's always about power ever since there was a enough food so that no one had to hunt or gather there's been power there's a separation of class yes you know i mean but it's also very interesting to watch to see and read about the types of behaviors that were found to be annoying in the days of war. <laughs> 
You know, there's always like a god of mischief that's like he's always stealing bales of hay, or like he's known <laughs> yeah, yeah. for like betting, like you know, like he leaves his farm tools out. Like this is, and then there's a god to address that issue. Like yeah, know? yeah, exactly. It's like there's so much like there's still there's so many smaller gods that deal with very petty issues. They're petty, cl- small things. Yes. Like there's a god that deals with like a guy who's not paying you your interest. Yes. Like, from the I, loan he took from you. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, this is like the shit that these are the ways in which um, our our societies and civilizations have learned to deal with other humans. Right. Yes. Like the- <laughs> with a mass explosion of population, yeah. which is what we're experiencing now. Like, at the time, it was the the, the um, onset of agrarian culture, right? Mm-hmm. This is the explosion. Yes. People starting to stay, but like, I mean, in, not just in um, Hinduism, but even in Catholicism, you see it. You know, like that's like that's some real medieval shit that comes out of a lot of Catholic. I mean, I just think the Jews, like there are all these laws about like what you should do if yes. your wife looks at another man or and with you Jews, know, like, Jews, their their action figures are laws, right? So like. <laughs> <laughs> like other people have saints and shit. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> but like you know, there's like I mean that's one of my favorite things when I would like collect all the you know there used to be a lot of like little iconography that Catholics used to give out like of all the saints and then on the back you have yeah. like their stats. You know, it was like, like baseball cards. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. St. Teresa stands at 5'6". Her likes are... <laughs> virtue. Long walks on the beach and forgiving the poor. <laughs> her dislikes, vanity. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I, that sort of aspect of it has always been very intriguing to me, you know, yeah. because the, to see what people find compelling. And the thing is yeah. that shit still... That stuff still um, is relevant today, you know? Like, that's the testing. Like, you see tropes inside of our show business, which has become our new religion. Mm. Oh, yeah. Entertainment, celebrity. I mean, and that's the reason why I see... Fame, money. Yes. And the thing is, when we talk about, quote, unquote, like... Um, this cancel culture, which I, I, I don't want to really use, but like this like Twitter reckoning that happens on social media where people get dragged. But it's like almost mm-hmm. exclusively occupies the so- show business entertainment realms. And I'm always like, who fucking cares? <laughs> like this person, why do we hold them to any standard? Like- I always think that. That's why I'm very. Do you remember when we met Margaret Cho? Yes. At that random onion taping. Yeah, this is a weird And then I awkwardly, yeah, this is, was this right when we started Ajma Show? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We had like a chance to go see a taping of some onion show. And Margaret Show was the guest. And I remember saying, like, oh my God, like, yes. I, I got to talk to her. Yes. And I remember, not because she's famous, just because she's fucking Margaret Cho. She's the grand dame of, of yes. Korean comedy, yes. right? Yes. And queer Koreanism. Yes. Come on, like, she was the one. So this I, is a comedy I, special that up. was on PBS. It's kind of crazy. Come on, right? Yeah. Like she is iconic. Yes. And I went up to her, and she's tiny, by the way. She's, like she's tiny. she always she, talks about like being like big no, on she's TV. Like I'm my like, height I can and never was be on TV. She was so skinny. So skinny. Yeah. And I went up to her and I was like, "Hi, Margaret. Uh, we're such no, big you, fans." You I'm, almost ran. You were like walking, but I like your ran, body yeah. was leaning forward. I was skipping. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those like Asperger kids who always have to like gallop. <laughs> you know those type of Asperger kids yes. who like only gallop? Yes. 
Yeah. I was like that I'm watching kid. Love on the Spectrum right now, crying Oh my God, single- I just finished it. Every single, th- it's, it's I the best. I love every single, single one of them. I cry every single episode. I, that Chinese, the Chinese autistic man. The Calvin, Calvin Wong? Kong. Yes! Hi, my name is Calvin. Calvin. Oh my God. I am a Chinese, I Chinese just, like, boy. When she's like, oh, you're using your chopsticks so well. And he's like, I am a Chinese boy. And I come from a yeah. Chinese family. Chinese family. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up dumb bitch she took out her nintendo switch and started playing it at the fucking table at the teppanyaki table i was like bitch you are rude i know you're autistic but like no i mean someone should have gone over someone should have gone over the fact that she can't do that at the table she she needed that helper lady that helper lady i thought and kelvin had a connection i think they should fuck right i was thinking that they have a connection i actually thought his single asian father which they never oh, explain and me her too. had a, a connection yes. you can see he's a widower there's a deep sadness it? to him it's not a divorce it's are a you death. sure yeah i could see it in his face i read it immediately i was like this father loved his mom they had kelvin and the mom passed away but he, and kelvin never talks about his mom maybe he, he can't because it's like maybe she died in childbirth yeah right. okay so Let's, I mean, that's just the story I created in my head. Well, I've been, you I've guys been should watch Love on the Spectrum. Yeah, you guys, I've been Googling it pretty obsessively. I need to know what happened to this mom. I'm literally in love with every single one of them. Male, female, yes. non-binary, whatever. It yes. doesn't even matter. I, they're so earnest. And they all really want to love. Yes. And be loved. And it just makes me so sad <laughs> that, like, it's, it's taking them so long to find that. And... Ugh, I want all of them to get married. I mean, you kids. see the younger kids have an easier go of it. Like the shit has changed yeah. even inside of the yeah. four years between the people that are 25 versus the ones that are 20. Oh my God. Michael, the one who is like very intense, yes. but very sweet. Yes. Uh, my future wife, uh, she, she, she's got to be beautiful, but not too beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's like clear. Mm, it's like been, beautiful would be been great. watching like pickup artist um, videos. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's just that that show has been um, is so good. For God those sense. of you listening, please highly recommend watch it. If you need something that yes. makes you feel good during a pandemic, it is a tearjerker and makes you really. Um, it's one of those shows that doesn't have you. You don't I don't think you, there's no part of it that you pity these people. You actually Never. Pit, you wind up pitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, because you can't be as honest as these people yes. are. And you're a piece like, of shit vulnerable. that yeah, you will think that about yourself. You're a piece exactly. of shit that doesn't deserve what they have. What, you know, and uh that that's what this show is. It makes you feel good and feel bad. <laughs> and cry. I watched a YouTube video uh claiming that autism is the next evolution of humanity that they Ooh. are the better humans because mm-hmm. they don't spend time dealing with social cues or emotional whatever and that these people are kind of like mutants like x-men yeah. like they're like the evolution of humanity yeah. and autism is not a disease it's actually we are being um uh the rest of us are being extinct and the new evolution of humanity is going to be autistic so like and, the, the fact that you would be able to live without shame and guilt yes yes exactly yeah i mean and, i see that that's how that. I've been radicalized by YouTube. So. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, you know, the thing that really got me is that conversation is one of the first dates when they're talking about 
one of the guys that she's on a date with, one of the earlier girls, she's on a date with a guy mm. and he's like, well, I thought I was gay. And then I watched yeah, more. Yeah. And like he didn't. He went through the through process, it, process of it with no shame, okay. no like ego yes. or, out, you know, needing to be male about yes. it. He was like, oh, I considered homosexuality and then I tried it and it wasn't for me. Yeah. I was like, how beautiful. <laughs> if every man could go through that same exact process, we would not have wars anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and football would look very different. Uh, <laughs> I mean, All right, we're going to take a quick I, yeah. break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Beverly Kim. Beverly Kim is nothing to mess with. Hi, I'm Beverly Kim. I'm from Parachute um, in Chicago. And the Beard Award goes to Beverly Kim. One of the secrets to a Korean barbecue marinade is using pear. It adds a subtle sweetness, and it also helps break down the meat and makes it more tender. The way I pe I'm peeling this pear is the Korean way. Koreans like to do everything with a knife. There's certain Koreanisms that I've picked up from my mom. It's a good way to practice your knife skills. <laughs> What did we, we wound up at that autism thing, but we were trying to yeah. talk about Margaret Cho. Oh, because I, I hugged her. Yes. I, no, I asked if I could hug her. Oh, because I started galloping. I galloped up to her and then I asked if I could hug her. And she said, uh, uh, uh She okay. recoiled. Recoiled. And this is, relax, this is like five years before COVID. Yeah. Like this was, it's like a time when people are fucking hugging, right? <laughs> and she was just like, uh. And then, but she was so nice. She gave me one. And I remember feeling her body tense up. Yes. As I held her like skinny shoulders. Her wayfish self. Yeah. Yes. And I, I remember feeling bad that I impressed my body upon hers via request and consent. But still, <laughs> you know, if she was on the spectrum, I think she would have been like, no, thank you. You know, and I would have been like, okay, you know, whatever. But I just want to publicly say to the, you know, hundreds of listeners to this podcast <laughs> that I'm sorry. And that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that to Margaret Cho. She was great, though. She really liked, she liked, I remember she liked me. She liked you. Um, she enjoyed you. She suffered through me. <laughs> I mean, she was, but we were both so, I mean, I'm sure she gets that all the time. Like, there must be so all many Asian People yeah, that for whom she is so time. important. And oh. that is heavy. That heavy is the head, hun. Yeah. 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 You know, and she I really would hate it. I'm just thinking about that now and imagining people coming up to me and be like, oh, my God. Hi. Uh, yeah. I, I'd be like, no way, dude. I, no. Yeah. I need a stanchion. Like some like a. <laughs> Okay. Some kind of a VIP. I, Peter, you have used the word stanchion on this podcast like once a quarter <laughs> to describe. Also, wouldn't stan isn't stanchion such a great like Chinese American name, like second generation yeah. Chinese American, like stanchion Chang? <laughs> so fancy and like, huh? Oh. <laughs> 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 
my this is my friend Theodore. This is his brother Stanchion. <laughs> <laughs> we just call him Stan for short. Yeah. We, we, okay. This is actually Stanford, Wilbur, and Stan Shin. Like, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I wouldn't like it you, either. Yeah, I don't think you and I bo- have that kind of personality of like doing meet and greets with adoring fans. We don't have guru energy. You sort of have guru energy, but I do not. What's have guru. guru energy? Like, it's come here, my children. Let me. People that like are seeking disciples. No. Yeah. Disciples? No. Fans? Yes. But it's the same. I mean, like, it's... it's. Is it? There are parts of it that are very similar. Sure. I mean, that's what Joe Rogan is. And you're... Oh, histori- God, as I we've would, said, you're wanna, historically yeah. an Asian Joe Rogan. <laughs> Infamously <laughs> Asian <laughs> Joe Rogan. But I mean, Joe Rogan, that's... He's a, he's, he's a guru. He's guru. So Joe Rogan's uh, achieved guru status. What is that? One million subscribers? No, it's not just fame. Right with him, he it's is prescri- he's prescribing a way of thinking mm. and a way of living life. See, I wouldn't mind that. Yes, I don't think I would you mind do that. Have guru I have a thing. Yeah. I have an energy. I actually, I was going to talk about this. Let me talk about this now. My, now that you mention it, I I might write a self help book. <laughs> 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 My body is even rejecting that idea. It's like going into a coughing fit. <clears throat> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're um, gonna help yourself here i'm gonna help i'm first i'm gonna help myself and i'm gonna write that shit down so i have a very like specific way of speaking it's um often described as cacophonous so i'd like to you cough all the time yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so i'd like to translate that into like written form where i can write things that i that have truly helped me mm-hmm. But in a in my voice, in the very unrefined way. So this would be like the opposite of like Tao of Ching. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would be like the complete opposite of that. But I had this idea because one thing that I find myself I'm good at is problem solving. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I am aware, acutely aware of um, a status status quo yes and also uh, aware of how things work yes the blueprint behind the thing yes uh so one thing i realized especially working out wise which i we've talked about we hate something that does work for me is this thing you guys probably already know of h-i-i-t high intensity interval training yes which basically is short bursts of different activities yes so your fucking jaded ass don't get bored with working out yeah and that's what i need i have this type of personality where i get bored of things quick i can't focus for too long i have to like and i i am generally Mm self-motivated there's rarely a time someone goes you can do this thing and i go you know what i found out something new in myself (laughs) like it's never that it's always i've i've completely known i could do things but I have to tell myself to do it, right? I, you have to. I mean, we've said, I've said this before and we've shared about it. Like, we insist. In the, yeah. <laughs> well, and the world begrudgingly allows it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
We <laughs> no one is looking for this. No one is supporting us. No one is making We're us like feel Steve safe. We're like Steve Urkel's, and the world is Laura Winslow. Yes. With yes. enough knocks at that tree, yes, it will fall. <laughs> I mean, that's always been my attitude. Like it has, and yes. that's what I love about you because yes. you have a go-getter, like pitchang. That's what my dad used to always say: is yeah. pitchang. Yeah. And um, yeah, so anyway, I, 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 right? Like you have to have courage to go out there. Yeah, but it's also that confidence, right? Of like, I belong here. I have yes. this like sick thing where if I'm not allowed somewhere, oh, I'm getting in the door. That's how I view everything. Comedy, you are white like spaces. Yeah. Yes. yes. You know, yes. people are always like, I can't believe you're, you're always like starting your own thing. You go somewhere and start your own thing. And yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not waiting till some white man tells me I can do it. I'm going to fucking do it myself. Yes. And if it bur- burns and turns, then it's on me. But at least I fucking made an effort. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway. That's what led me to this thing I'm calling the Super Pomodoro. Now, the Pomodoro is, some, is a thing that exists. You can Google it. Pomodoro, it's a great tomato sauce. Yes. But it's also um, an idea of working, which is 25-minute increments. So it's 25 minutes of writing one thing, not yeah. fucking writing and then, oh, looking something up. Yeah. This ours. If you don't know something, you can't look it up. You have to finish the thing and then look it up later, right? So it's okay. like uninterrupted you have, work. And you have minutes. it on timer? Timer. Okay. Yeah. So 25 minutes and then that affords you a five-minute break, which gives you a 30-minute chunk, right? Okay. And then you do another 25 and then a five. So that equals an hour. Okay. So that's how – that's it. That is very simple. So Pomodoro works. My thing is called the Super Pomodoro, not that <laughs> unique of a name. <laughs> The issue with the fucking Pomodoro of sitting down and writing for 25 minutes in the first place or doing anything for 25 minutes that I find productive is the motivation to get to the fucking Pomodoro. Yeah. That's my issue. If I could get to the thing, I'm good. Once I start writing, honey, let me go. I won't eat for two days. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready to get skinny. Okay, wow. No, you know what I mean? Like, okay. I'm not, you know. <laughs> but I have those personalities. If I was into gaming, yeah. uh, esports, yeah. I'm the Korean kid in the corner with, uh, you know, that has a giant big, big gulp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, then and I'm peeing into in it. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. I'm that type of personality. So I'm like, okay, if I know that type of personality, I have to create things for myself to get myself into the Pomodoro. So what I've started is this, you can do whatever your version is. But my version is I wake up, I do five minutes of meditation. Mm. No less, no more. Okay. And it's not about like, and I, I do like other 20 minute meditation here and there, but like this five minutes, it's just to wake up. Mm. Okay. Setting, setting the tone, five minutes. And then I do 10 minutes of unguided stretching. I'm not- <laughs> I don't want I don't want no like mousy white girl with brown hair on my TV you know telling me fucking Indian anecdotes I don't want none of that unguided stretching I bet just looks like you going like hey 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 hey
bitch. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. But it is what I've noticed is that because I rely on the ritual of turning on the TV, finding the right yoga thing, and going through the yoga thing with the guide, that if I if I'm not in that specific zone, I won't do it. Right. Right. So that day's hongkyok, very selfish, you know, thinking about myself and only want to be inspired by myself. So I have to do it on my own. Right. Right. So I'm doing five minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of unguided stretching, 15 minutes of coffee slash watering my garden. Okay, I like that. Okay. And which gets me into a zone of I've already meditated. I've already stretched. I've already tended to something that's not myself. Okay. And then now I'm ready to write. Okay. So it's five, 10, which is 15 together. Yeah. And then a 15 is 30 and then 25. So that's 55. And then you get a five minute break. So that's my hour. So wait, it's five. That's my first hour of my day. So five minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of mm-hmm. stretching, 15 of coffee and water. Unguided stretching. Ungui- okay, I'll make sure it's unguided. I'll just your do- stuff, because you want to commune with your own body. You don't want to follow someone. Okay. You want to follow yourself. Unguided stretching, 15 mm-hmm. of coffee and watering plants. Yeah, or for you, it could be if you're not watering plants, I don't know, like I'll sweep getting your child to get, yeah. yeah, something of, yeah, something yes. where it's meditative and whatever. So, and then, and then 25 it's, minutes of writing. And this could be anything you want. You could, but it has to be one thing. So if you write an email, yes, you better write 25 minutes of more emails. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If, if, if you write a journal, yeah. it's a 25 minute journal. Wow. And this is the first hour of my day. Okay. And um, I've been proselytizing this. Yes. I got my friend Benda hooked. Yeah. She says she got four things checked off her to-do list. And she's never checked it off. Creatively speaking or just like in general? I don't know how specific it is, but you know what I mean? Like it's a little trick. You're tricking yourself into a routine that you are doing for yourself. Not because you read it in a fucking book. Not right. because, you know, fucking Goop is doing it. Gwen Paltrow's ass got a yoni egg and she's, you know, like we're not doing someone else's thing. It's for you. So 5, 10, 15, 25, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. You could do five minutes of looking in the mirror and saying affirmations. Ooh. You know, you're beautiful. You're kind. You're giving. Mm-hmm. You're patient. All that. You should be right. You could do. Yeah. You should. <laughs> <laughs> and then 10 minutes of something else physical maybe jump rope after this 25 minutes of writing no 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 no. what i'm saying is it's a build your own you know I what see. i mean like for this it's a, hour yeah, for this hour you build your own but i'm what i'm saying is 5 10 15 25 that's all i am prescribing it's increments oh. mental physical um and, and then like care mm-hmm. and then writing so what, slot whatever you want in okay interesting to get you like to you the don't have 25. to do to get you to the 25 and that has been your the first hour of your day and what that does for me is honey I am 
flying through the rest of the day. Yeah. Because I already feel so good about myself. Right. You know, yeah. I don't need nobody to give me a like on the thing, yeah, the yeah, social. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about a retweet. Yeah. But you know what I just did? I did a super Pomodoro, 5, 10, 15, 25. I've got more done today than most people in the fucking entire world. That's true. That might not be true, but <laughs> maybe creatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very good. I'm intrigued by it because, you know, I've been like lagging. I've been very lagging. I've been lagging, like sluggish. Me too. Sluggish. With, I've been finding it hard to find focus. Like I've just been like trying to exercise, but even that has been hard. And it's like also the exercise hard. for me has taken on a more desperate quality. And it's <laughs> yeah, because you're running around naked outside <laughs> and it's around like- specifically construction sites. <laughs> And, and like, and the thing is, it's like, it's not, it's not meditative. It's not anything. It's like, clearly it's like this thing that I do for this mm. very specific need I have. So it doesn't have any of the other, I mean, you, I feel good because you're moving, et cetera. That's fine. But I'm not, yeah. I'm not moving my body in a way with intention the way I used to. Mm. Um, mm. And like, you know, even with like Pilates or yoga, like you're very aware of what you're doing with your body. When you're running, you're just kind of, you're flopping everywhere. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's really tough on your knees. Yes. Like, especially for older people like us. Yes. Yes. We're not spring chickens anymore. We can't be running on concrete, you know, like uh, the fuck. You make you're making it sound like geriatric. <laughs> Yo, I'm truly after I turned 33, uh-huh. my body stopped working the same way. 35. It's just for me. like 35. Bl- yeah. Yeah, right? Like mm-hmm. your body really starts to like decay. So like I can't be exercising like I was when I was 22. Like it's just not the same body I'm working with. Oh yeah. I never exercised when I was young, so think I have no idea. I have no perspective. <laughs> 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 I'm just like this is the best I think I can do, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, wait, let's uh, so, let's. I, I don't think we have time right at this point to do this thing. I mean, no, I think I, this was more of like a self care um, episode. Yeah, we'll do yeah. a, We we have a fun topic for next week, but we can push it to next week. It's it's more fun than it is dire like political stuff. So I think this is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I this like is that. very this is very intriguing, Peter. I'm going to use this because I have I mean, we've talked about this especially other people who are either creative or even if you've been doing a lot of work at home, work from home yeah. inside a pandemic and you're a place that is in um some sort of some level of quarantine, right? And yeah. lockdown, like I find that it's not just if people who are doing creative work that are becoming stagnant, but it's like just everybody like you used to see Everybody. people trying to be inventive with their spaces and stuff like that. Everyone just kind of like dipping into this same old, same hole. No one's challenging each other. No one, and you know, and I'm a little worried about this vibe going into the election. Yeah, you're right. We need a new vibe going into the election. Yeah. We got a new VP Super nom. Po- Super we have Pomodoro. to be refreshed. Super, Super Pomodoro. Pomodoro. Refresh. Yeah. Let's do, <laughs> Re- let's do refresh. a Super. Super Tuesday, Super Pomodoro. Like um, I love it. Because I, I, this is very helpful. I mean, it's not even just, so as Peter was saying, guys, like it doesn't have to be creative. It could just be anything, right? It would be yeah. self, five minutes of maybe uh, reading on your phone. Some people like find it very meditative to like read. That's what I sometimes do, you know, just like take a few minutes yeah. on the phone. Then some something physical for 10 minutes, right? Unguided, something mm-hmm. unguided. This seems to be radical. This seems to be 
a big <clears throat> this part. is the idea yeah because once you st- put on a video or get a trainer to do this physical thing mm-hmm. it becomes a chore yes the the, the, the thing we're trying, like last week's episode about Seju, Jong, and Noom, and how they're really looking at health and fitness as a behavioral change yes. and a cognitive behavioral change where you're tricking yourself into doing the thing mm-hmm. because you want to, not because you have to. You're, you're, I'm always going to think meditation or self-care is a chore unless I like doing the thing. Yes. So the unguided is very important. Okay. And then coffee and watering plants for the first morning. I'm going to try to figure this out because the first morning, the first hour for me is never going to be like this because it's so chaotic. I'm trying to get us, uh, my, us out. You the don't door. have the privilege of having an hour by yourself. Yes. Um, yeah. But I, until like around nine. So it's not the first hour I've been up. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah. I've been, I'll try to do something like this because I, I try to do this, but I'm having t- trouble getting to the 25 minutes. That's the thing. Yes. So it's, I just like get onto my computer and then it's just this like flash. You'll start writing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have this pit in your stomach going like, oh, I want to do anything else. This isn't right. Yes. I'm not ready to write because writing is a, is a ritual. It's fucking tough. It's not something that you can just do. It's like stand up. Like it's like improv or anything. You need practice to do it. Yes. But we have such, you know, especially you and I coming at this kind of like, I don't know, like, what's the difference between like a craftsman versus like someone who's like a natural at something? You know, like an impresario is someone who's like studied the thing and like is a master at their thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm not that. I'm very like. A craftsman versus an artist, right? Like, there's people that are able to. I mean, this is the thing. I have my friend, a friend of mine. He would describe himself as like a hobby, hobbyist. He like likes mm. woodworking. And yeah. he once described it to me. He was like, uh, I went and went over and my friend, they're, they're both artists. They're my friends that um, write children's books. I don't know if I showed you them, but they're very, they're both no. very cool. And I remember I came over one and my friend Jenny was like, um, you know, Matt's like a woodsman now. Like he's a wood craftsman. And he's like, no, not really. And I go in and he's like a full on, it's like. He has a wood shop and he's made beautiful things. And like Whoa. for him, I think he is an artist. He expresses himself this way. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> what's cool about things like when you do things with your hands or even with writing is that there's so much of it, even no matter how much of an artist you are, it requires practice. Yeah. You cannot be, a, there's a very little of it, so nothing about it that um, you can't be like a savant at it. No, that's the thing. You have to you have to get back into the groove of yes. the thing so that your creativity could just flow out of mm-hmm. you. It's, there's so many things blocking your creativity because it's vulnerable. It's scared. Your, your ego is in the way. So, and, you know, the way you, you want to be perceived. Do you know how crazy it is sometimes when I write? I'm like, writing for the future person to, that finds this document. Yeah. As opposed to just writing freely as me. I mean, morning pages were revelatory for me because I just, it yeah. does help. I mean, I just, the no consequences, never looking back. Um, it, yeah. has imp- it, it has invariably improved my writing, but I also don't know because I haven't read it. 
<laughs> but it feels better. It comes easily. It comes out exactly. much more easily. I don't yeah. harp about like my dreams inside of it. I think I look forward now in my morning pages, and I, that, I mean, that's like, like an inherent difference. Like I know in the beginning, all well, I that's great. Like, you it sounds like you're already doing your pomodoros. Like you don't need the twenty. The lead up to the twenty five. Oh, but I don't. I don't. I have morning. not been consistent with my morning pages. I, see, I have I see, not I see. been consistent with just writing, and like so, see, the transition from writing it, the my morning pages hand, which is I love, mm-hmm. I love that tactile experience, to just click clacking, very hard yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's different. I mean, like for anyone else who's out there doing stuff that's creative like yeah please let us know let us know because this yeah i want tips i mean it's hard inside a pandemic it's been hard to even maintain like a healthy eating regimen it's hard to (laughs) maintain any sort of semblance of health whether it be mental you know physical or emotional it's been a fucking taxing time and the thing is there was so much discuss- discussion about this at the beginning of pandemic but this is when we really need it this is when we need it yes so it's a new ref- a refresh right now it's august we have what september october two months left three two and a half yeah till the world changes forever hopefully yeah let's do this we can do this this is a, a super pomodoro whiting episode <laughs> This is the episode where you stop looking at the thing you've been trying to get done and you fucking do it today. Yes. So that tomorrow's you can look back and be like, yeah, 진짜 자랑스럽다. Yeah. That's it. 자랑스러워. Yeah, that, that's a sensation I've never had with myself. I would love to see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it done. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Kick-Ass Koreans. First time eating goat stew, my grandmother who's 95, my aunt who just came from Korea, and my parents, we all went out to eat, and they were like, oh, let's get the goat stew. I mean, they had a taste for it, and it's something very special. Goat is hard to get a hold of, so my mom said, when we put the goat stew on the menu, she's like, by the way, are you using real goat? Because Koreans sometimes cheat, and they don't put real goat. (laughs) I said, I assure you, we are putting real goat, mom. We're back with Kick-Ass Koreans, y'all. Kia! All right, today I have um, a... This is a very interesting story uh, that I read, and through reading it, I was like, well, this person is kick-ass. So, her name is Hemi Park. Um, What she did in protest is exactly what you and I were talking about in a couple of episodes before about, like, how people are appropriating culture through food mm-hmm. and how this is this is a huge no-no for us because food is so sacred. So here's the background. This white guy named Michael Shulson and Nina Tanari opened a Korean barbecue pop-up in Philly. And yeah. um, he, he is very famous for, uh, for working at Steven Starr's Budokan, mm-hmm. which is a restaurant that I've been to many, many times in Manhattan because it was like in the early aughts, it was like the place to go when you wanted to schmooze someone. Really? Yeah. The concept is very like, have you been to Tao in Vegas? No. It's very like, 
that. <laughs> okay, so uh, the whole idea is like it's like a big, huge ceiling space. All of their restaurants have like big, huge ceilings, so yeah. you feel tiny, and it's somehow quasi Asiatic. Okay. Without being specific about it. Okay. So it's a lot of like. It's like Brooklyn. I don't know it. <laughs> Imagine like a, a fancy P.F. Chang's. Okay. I mean, P.F. Chang's pretty feel. fancy, but okay. It's, it, but like more like, um, oh, like a club? I, I'm, a model, I'm a model in Soho and I want to have drinks with a photographer. Okay. And you go to Budokan. Okay. You know what I mean? You're wow. not going to P.F. Chang's. No. No, but you'll, you'll go to Budokan. So yeah. that was that type of place. I mean, if you're the kind of model I'm going to be, it'd be you going to P.F. Chang's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're going to A TGI model please. minority. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's very like Asian fusion-y, okay. uh, all, all their restaurants. And they did really well. So he's got a lot, a lot of clout from being part of this like star restaurants group, which is like a huge restaurant yeah, group. Yeah, he he's the man and this is what they do. Yes, yes, he was a darling. Yeah. So he went to Philly and he decided to open um, a Korean restaurant with no Korean chef. <laughs> okay. Um, it, this non-Korean chef who came, uh, we will say, under the um, behest of David Chang. So he was minted by a Korean. Okay. But anyway, so, so he was a head chef of this Korean, quote, concept that wedged Japanese foods like gyoza into a menu that they already had mandu. They had like Sapporo branded umbrellas and cherry blossom shit. Really like fusing like Japan, Japan. Korea. Yeah. All everything kind of together. Like two which cultures is, that historically love each other. Right. It's like putting like... <laughs> I don't know, Germany and Israel together. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, why don't we put the two things, a swastika and a fucking Star of David, yeah. you know? Like, so it, it's very, like, insensitive and fucking stupid. Yeah. Even, like, a Googling of Korean culture would have told you more. Than or if anyone you, there had been Korean. Exactly. Yeah. Right, and that's the whole issue. So Hemi Park sees this. She's a former restaurant worker in Philly. Mm -hmm. She stood outside of this restaurant, which is called Char Kol, C H A R K O L. This is the Korean fucking restaurant name. Horrible name that this dude fucking named it. Or this. Is it? It's wait. It's it's like a kalbi chip. Kalbi chip. Yeah. Kalbi chip style. Yes. Okay. And she is holding um this sign that says. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> My culture isn't your accessory. And she made headlines because of it. Yeah. And um, it's a good thing she did because we're not speaking up about this. Like these people being fucking rude about our culture. Yeah. You know? And it, it, this is a direct quote. She says, she says, it was very disorienting. And to see the same white people who gave me a hard time about being Korean now taking advantage of and profiting off my culture and food in this manner without employing Korean staffers. It feels like I've been robbed of my background. It feels like Korean food is only cool when white people do it. When we do it, it's not cool. It's not Stinky. trendy. Yeah. Just watered down Korean. F this restaurant, she calls it, is just watered down Korean food for white comfort and white taste buds. Drag them. Absolutely yes. come for them, queen. <laughs> Hemi Park. Yes. This is what I'm talking about. She, she had the fucking balls to stand outside of this garbage place with a sign protesting it. And also gave this interview uh, for Philly Mag, I believe. Check her out. She's at Phila 
parking authority. Okay, very tongue in cheek, very cute, very fun. Um, <laughs> name it's P H I L A Phila Parking Authority at um on Instagram. So check her out. Yeah, she's our kick ass Korean of the week. Yay! All right, my kick ass Korean is. Francesca Hong. Okay. She's a mom. She's a restaurant owner. And she just won the Wisconsin State Assembly uh, for the 76th. Um, oh. Yeah. Nice. Um, she just, wait, let me just make that. She wins uh, Assembly District 76. The state primary? Assembly. Yes. Oh, State Assembly. Okay. Yeah, State Assembly. Um, and she... It is uh, for the primaries. And she won against a real estate agent, Dewey Bredson, a police officer, um, mm-hmm. a former communications, like another like sort of uh, Wisconsin, like another bureaucrat, and then um, an alderman and a school board wow. member. So these are all like deeply entrenched Democratic candidates, yeah. right? Um, and she won 28.2% of the vote. Wow. I mean, it's a pretty... Uh, yeah, and her, Amazing. The next closest was the police officer, trailing at yeah. 22.4. Um, and what's crazy is, so she was, the, she was a co-owner of something called Morris Ramen Restaurant and also the co-founder of the Culinary Ladies Collective. Like, she's like very active in Madison, specifically in the mm. service industry. She also uh, is the co-founder of Cook It Forward. It's an organization that um, helps local restaurants with people who are facing like food insecurity. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. So by the she, way, I reached out to API moving forward. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Which is that organization out here that's doing that. Yes. I haven't heard back from them, but <laughs> hoping to soon. <laughs> um, so yeah, she basically during COVID felt like all the insecurity and all the uncertainty of like being a restaurant owner mm. and realized what like she kind of took on Wisconsin's like public health crises, the coronavirus and racism. Right. So like for her inside of service industry, because so many people that are affected by this pandemic have been disproportionately people of color and people inside of a restaurant. Mm. I mean, this is all coincides for her and um, she just won. So I just Whoa. wanted to call it out. And also, I mean, she was like, she would have been a kick-ass Korean, honestly, if she hadn't won. Um, the fact right. that she... She's still fucking kicking ass. Yeah, kicking I mean, ass. the fact that she felt this call to civic duty inside of this crisis is very kick-ass. Mm-hmm. But also, she was already a very leader cool. inside of her community. And this is the other part right. of activism that, you know, I think we should be talking about more is that, and all of us should be talking about, because activism is not just uh, protesting. Activism no. is not just social media posting. Activism, and that is all activism too, and it's all important. But being a leader inside of your community can be creating this kind of organization. Simply having a business that is inside of an industry that doesn't typically have people of your gender or nationality. Like you can be an activist in so many small ways, and it just it does require you to act and be brave. And that's what, you know, Francesca was doing. So that's just a shout out to her for being a kick-ass Korean. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, cool. watching her, a video of her doing a campaign spot. I'm just like, this bitch was going to be extraordinary. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know how many, uh, you've ever met somebody in person who is simply like, 
extraordinary. Like it's happened to me a couple of times. Like when someone in a different industry that's not like in comedy or a show business that's like very well spoken, very composed and cool. It's happened to me three times. All of them have been women and all of them were like um, women inside of industries that not typically filled with women. One of them was an architect. Another one was like a landscape architect. I guess they're all architects. <laughs> That's awesome. You <laughs> but, got I mean, type? but I mean, whenever I meet someone like that, I always tell them you should run for office. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always like, especially if they feel a passion or a calling for something, it's just like, this is how you should do it. And it's just exciting to see someone who, someone probably said that to her and she was like, yeah, okay. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm making a change. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's really kick-ass. I, I'm inspired by this. I want to do as much local work as possible. So API moving forward, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you want to follow Francesca Hong, she's at Hong, the number four yeah. assembly on Twitter. Go look her up and follow her and retweet her and read about all her successes. Yay. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Stay safe. Stay sane. Be nice to each other. And um, yeah, try the Super Pomodoro. Let, let us know if it's working. Or if you have something on your, of your own that has really worked for you, hey, I'm willing to try stuff out. So email us at ajimashow at gmail.com or tweet or Instagram. It's all there, baby. <laughs> all right. See you next time. All right. Bye. bye. bye.